Oh, he hit the yeah. mic. <laughs> Very loud. <sighs> like that? <laughs> Mike? I love it. Who's Mike? Yeah, Mikey, bitch. Mike is our guest. If, uh, Star today. Yeah. Um, he's currently at the table right now. Hi. <laughs> he's outside the door. He's not. Hi, knocking, Mike. <laughs> we're not letting him in. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Dicey D20. As always, Noah here, DM. Fuck. (laughs) Joined by our players uh, for a very special episode. This is our insight check, end of season one, where we talk about all the cool stuff that's happened over the past season. Talk to the players, see what their thoughts are on their characters, answer some some sweet questions from some fans, some listeners of ours, and uh, give you guys all the nitty gritty, all the down and dirty the ins and outs of Norian and the season with Fievel, Rogar, Ragnak, and Tyson McKay. So, what what are we doing when we start? We're starting this off. What are we talking about first? Character development. Yeah, pull up the sheet. No one's <laughs> I made I'm it the for DM. a reason. I don't have to fucking follow the rules or plan. Oh my gosh, it's <sighs> not what a DM does. I'm the anything. DM of this podcast. <laughs> okay, mom. Gosh. <laughs> yeah, but let's talk about character development. I think that that's pretty cool to start off with. We did a little section on character development in the last Insight episode. We talked about why the players chose the classes, races, and backgrounds that they did. But now I think it'd be cool to talk about what's changed and how you guys see your characters now that we have completed season one, where they're at spiritually, emotionally. Oh, spiritually. Yeah, let's get... What about sexually? <laughs> yeah, throw it all in there. Whatever you think is important, oh. you, uh, you you get that in there. So let's. I think we should start off with uh, Tyson McKay, fireman, planeswalker. Freed, <laughs> Starting off with the best. Freed slave background. <laughs> well, technically you save the best for last, and uh, you can see you're going first, so that's the opposite of that. Oh, oh. Yeah. oh so Whoa. second best? <laughs> I, I think... I think by... <laughs> by the euphemism best for last... We're, we're going to say that that's probably the worst, but I mean, it doesn't oh. really matter. You tell us how you feel about Tyson McKay. What's going on with him? You know, gained a nickname since Insight Check, I think. Fire, Fireman. Fireman, yeah. So add that to uh, Mike Tyson. Who knows what's coming up next? Okay, but, um, but deeper deeper than the, the nicknames, though. How you feel like your character's oh, going? Deeper than the nicknames. I haven't prepared for this. Yeah, yeah <laughs> shit, spiritually. <laughs> I don't know. I think Tyson, because first half of the season, I was just in chains, basically, right? Yeah, he, There's like one episode where I was free. So, you know, he's a bit more outgoing, a bit more showing his colors now. Yeah, I don't, fire, think the the people saw your, I don't think the people saw your, I don't want to say flamboyance, but your, your theatrics, your drama queen persona. Would you call me? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, like you, you show up in front of this Hydra, you know, Seth's, Seth's mouth, and you, you kind of like, you have your back to it and you like throw your arms out and you're like, I have arisen. <laughs> my buddy who's like super, super Christian, love him to death. Shout out to Josh. You're a fantastic dude. Heard me? that. And then you said, Had it, has it been three days? And he just fucking laughed his ass off. <laughs> just shaking his good. head. And I was like, okay. <laughs> I'm glad the Christian community took it well. <laughs> I don't know if he represents the Christian community per se, but uh, yeah, no, he thought it was funny. I'll take that. Yeah. <laughs> so note more religion no, jokes. No, okay. <laughs> Got it. No, Thanks. no. I, I think, I think, but from what I can gather, I think, you know, at least listening back to it for me and I think for other people, they do enjoy you're over the topness and not that you're over the top all the time, but you know, sometimes you, you do, you, you over, you, you know, you're over just, the top. Just, just <clears throat> the muffin top. Just the muffin top. Yeah. 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 Like, um, <laughs> but uh, no, I, I think Tyson took more of a, I don't want to say leadership role cause he's not a leader by any means, but <laughs> he got the goggles, found out Lothian was betraying him, put together the plan to get Woody to join the group. You played a pretty crucial role. Uh, yeah. Crucial unintentionally maybe yeah to, to be guess. fair it's not hard to be a leader with these jokers in, in, in the game you enough. know um, <laughs> not the leader we wanted but maybe the one that we needed yeah no i think i think i really like how tyson mckay is coming along it's just this, such an interesting class you know like there's not like the planeswalker is so cool and there's so much within it that you can yeah, kind of explore for sure and i mean i've, I've only planeswalked what twice maybe three times three times i guess technically three, if you count the yeah, first one three four times three um, times too many <laughs> too many oh goodness and uh 
we're just scraping the surface, I think, of uh, of those powers. So, well, I mean, like spiritually speaking, that's got to be putting you on a different level, you know. Actually, tapping into your planeswalking abilities, using them usefully, not just for fun. Uh, it touches me more sexually. Gets me, <laughs> oh, wow. as Sab would say. So that's that's really why you cool. travel to the nine nine hells, eh? You just yes. <laughs> I was like, I'm I'm into that. Yeah, you destroyed any possibility of us having an allegiance with the demons thanks a lot i didn't do it i would yeah, be like that's the fucker that tricked us he <laughs> just he ran away and then he ran back towards us and then he just disappeared we hate magic <laughs> no i'll be like no i'm funny man and then i'll dance around and they'll be like you're the jester for the new palace uh, oh. <laughs> yeah yeah i think they would see you more as a pet than as you know like an actual comrade <gasps> or a friend I'll um, be the new Fievel. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good segue to, to say, good segue to talk about Fievel. You know, Fievel Mausenthrov. Uh, I mean, Baxter. Yeah. yeah. No, no. Buzz. By the way, I just want to say for the record, I hated that bit. I hated having to... Look, there's a lot going on. There's a lot of pages up, you know, a lot of books open all around my little table here. And, uh, and having to fucking contend with that and be like, oh yeah, I should be calling him Baxter now and not like fucking grow up. Oh to, be my fair, <laughs> to be fair, you're the DM. You know him as Fievel. He can't lie to you. Yeah, but it's one of the other... Cause, okay, so, you know, I will like play the NPCs, right? You know, so Oren looks to him and says oh, Fievel, yeah. and then he's like, that's not my name. And it's like, I don't fucking <laughs> care what you want to call yourself, you piece of shit. That's <laughs> uh, buzz to you, sir. <laughs> I'm sorry, I identify as an Apache attack helicopter, so you're going to have to fucking take that back. It's like, no. <laughs> no, no, your name's Fievel. But yeah, Fievel, how yeah. do you feel about your character, aside from that? You know, I feel like I've kind of like, I've come to be, well, I attempted to be the leader. People <laughs> didn't take well to it. So to be fair, I you were doing a shit job. Being, yeah, to <laughs> yeah. be fair, you were like, All right, everyone, I, I've got I a speech everyone. for you. And then you lick yourself. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, that's not, that that's was not leadership. Good. That was gold. No, I mean, we like, don't want a leader that we don't know his real name. Like, But you don't, we know, don't know that, that we don't yeah. know his real name. I know, but the sick ass name Baxter. Yeah. Do you think we'll ever find out Baxter's real name? Probably not, unless you have like the wand of truth or anything like that. Because I mean, he won't no. do it during his like dying words or anything. We already realized that. No, his dying <laughs> words was pretty much a huge fucking spout off rant. I hate you. I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> Fuck you. It was the poison OD. I'm sorry. I think there's a really cool question coming up in question time about it. So we'll we'll leave we'll leave that for for that. But but anything yeah. else that you find cool about your character, like. As far as abilities and, and feats go, anything cool that you've encountered from levels one to five? Definitely the animal conjuration. I don't know. When Pretty I was, handy. When I was like looking to see like everything that I could conjure, I'm like, that's fucking sick. Cause I was like, two direwolves. That's, that's sick. And then you could summon like whole flocks, like flock of ravens if I wanted to. Yeah. Just, I don't know. It's kind of like endless and there's a lot of things you could do for every single scenario. Uh, so when we were fighting with, what's his name? Seth. Yeah, Seth. I don't know. He's a big opponent. So I was like, well, I need some big ass creatures. I wasn't going to summon a swarm of rats and have them run around and just have him step on them, you know? So it's it's very cool that you just kind of have to like strategize with that thing as well. Well, it's a really cool thing. I mean, it's always what I've said about druids, right? Druids being able to shapeshift into any animal uh, or beast, I should say, gives them a lot of a lot of playability, a lot of variation in what tactic they want to use. You know, like if they want to turn into a fucking ant and crawl under a door, they can do that. But if they want to turn into, you know, an eagle or something and scout out the enemy's fortress, they can do that too. And so conjure animals kind of along that train of thought. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then listeners got a taste of the bat or the fievel triggered scale and like what happened on the season finale that was like a four <laughs> holy out of a hundred yeah out of a hundred <laughs> fuck i wouldn't even want to do- i don't want to deal with a four goddamn like <laughs> yeah i i think because so fievel switched his name around mid-season right that was when he started calling himself baxter to everyone it's when he like met up as with soon us. as you guys asked for a name yeah, yeah i think it was around that time though and it's been downhill from there i think <laughs> he's gotten crazier more erratic i think yeah do you feel like Baxter's maybe like an alternate persona that you have that's just way more fiendish and destructive than Fievel is? Or do you think when you're Baxter... Like, is he your Mr. Jekyll? Yeah. I don't want to reveal my backstory. 
Okay, we're not talking as as player characters here. Though we're talking as the guys who play the game. So you can <laughs> yeah, talk about whatever that, the fuck you want. No, that's that's kind of like a good persona type thing. That yeah, Fievel's more of like a tamed, simple mouse, and yeah, I feel like Baxter is that crazy motherfucker that stabbed the shit of that orc in the intro and the one that just like gets pissed off and you know he's he's a mouse he's been pushed around his whole life and you know what you can't always be the nice guy sometimes that alter ego's got to come out and you got to show him who's boss yeah but i think the key word there is come out you know what i mean like you <laughs> you're baxter all the time to these guys and i think it'd be kind of cool this is just you know me me talking as dm like if you had if you actually made that a bit you know what i mean instead of like always being baxter like oh yeah there's fievel and then you just see the rage in his eyes and he starts to like stab someone repeatedly and you're like oh shit baxter calm down because you know you're not talking <laughs> to fievel anymore right like i don't know yeah <laughs> so it's kind of like the smeagol to the golem mm-hmm. yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah no i could definitely make that work i was thinking of like when the next season started to like interact with jack bauer and trevise and them and being like oh they think my name is baxter but it's actually fievel and we'd all have like a big laugh about it that type of thing yeah Yeah, because because you're like super nice to jack bauer like and your animals and then you're just a piece of shit to everyone else i like oren even then you're kind of a dick to him sometimes you weren't super nice to him but i mean Verging off this path of Fievel Mazenthrov, talking about someone that's not a psychopath, or maybe the opposite of that, I mean, we have our bright lord, Rogar Ragnak. Rogar, Rogar, you're more of a stand-up citizen. I mean, how do you feel about your character moving forward? Pretty good, you know. I found I found true love, I think. uh, (laughs) You think you found that, yeah? (laughs) Well, like, at first I didn't want to go for her, and then... The fans kind of... What was stopping you? I think it was, I think it was Fievel <laughs> slash Baxter that was stopping him. <laughs> yeah, I got multiple death threats. If I go after I'll On die. and off the pod. <laughs> he woke up from his long rest with cheese smeared all over his face. And he's like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what kind of a sick like prison that. message is that? <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. Fievel Mazenthrov slash Baxter. You know he's coming for you when he rubs cheese on you. It's, like, <laughs> it's not threatening. It's a sign that says I'm cheesed. I smell Shutter. <laughs> yeah, at first I wasn't gonna go for Arda, but I guess like the fans want it to be a thing, so you can't do what the fans want. Uh, do what's in your heart. Yeah, <clears throat> you're right. <laughs> I don't know, I feel like I'm the only kind of neutral good guy. Oh my god, you're the only sane one I think on the yeah. team. What? Like well, don't like, refute that. <laughs> you're the last person who's allowed to speak when it comes to to being good. Like, I wouldn't say Tyson's insane, but he's dramatic and over the top a lot of the time. Yeah. I think you're like that in real life, because you actually get pissed off when we go on these stupid tangents. You're like, come on, guys, I just want to fucking play. Yeah. <laughs> and so for, yeah. for abilities, how have you felt like, because you're level five now, right? Close, I believe. Close to level five? How do you Close, feel like your yeah. abilities have been from levels one to four then? Um, my uh, The third level, I got a bunch of cool new like spells I could use with light points, but I haven't really got to try any of them out. Usually because I haven't lost my weapon or anything yet, so I can't use it really. Right. I'll help you with that <coughs> next season. Is that something that yeah. We, yeah, is that something that we can expect to see next season? Is you kind of using those abilities more, you think, or possibly, yeah. Depends. I'll just take depends your sword and scurry. And scurry. scurry. Yeah. It all depends on the situation, really. As far as spells go, the only cool one I have is uh guiding bolts and healing. Which I think you tried to use yeah, in the last the- episode. Yeah, yeah, I knew yeah. it didn't go well. No, mm-hmm. you were you just walked past Tyson McKay and used your guiding bolt. Hey, but then I covered my body with. I think you got taken away immediately the next day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So would the would the Hydra attack Josh if I wasn't there? Uh, no, it was kind. Of, I mean, yeah. Well, so we can we can move on from character development. We were talking about situations, and you know, situations in D and D is kind of relating to story. I mean, to answer your question about the the Hydra. And when I say Hydra, I mean Hydra-like in the sense that it has many heads, has a regenerative property. But Seth's mouth was a kind of interesting creature to play. And I think we are going to get to Seth at the end of our story development section here. But we, I mean, if you guys want to start with Seth, we can. Yeah, we could start with the end here. Yeah, it's the most recent. I think when dealing with the Yon T. Because those that was that was the overarching nemesis. That was the they, these were the antagonists of the storyline. You kind of look at Seth as the culmination of the Yonti Amu. This uh, that abomination that you met turned into an anathema. 
you know, that was the culmination of his effort, right? And when he said, you know, crucial for, for me, you know, not, not beneficial for you, you know, your world's going to change by doing so. He just, he, his mentality or his mindset is that by bringing Seth into the world, and you kind of have to understand a little bit about Seth's background. So I guess we can talk about that, but it, it just means a resurgence. It means a, a, a coming back of the auntie because Seth as a God, his life cycle kind of ebbs and flows with whether the Yonti are prosperous and, and well, or whether they're dormant and not active. So, you know, in the age of prosperity of the Yonti many millennia ago, Seth is active and like speaking with, communicating with, accepting their rituals. But then when the Yonti kind of go underground and are no longer heard from, Seth falls into a slumber and goes dormant. So in, in awakening mm. him, he saw the sim- symbolism and wanted to, you know, have the Yonti become powerful again. Seth's mouth was Hydra-like, but you know, that creature's certainly more intelligent than a Hydra. It knows that as Tyson McKay's bleeding out on the ground, he's not going to do anything to stop him, right? So it's not as savage well, in the sense like, I'm going to go eat him <laughs> or, or like further destroy the body. He's done what you need to do. He's, he's on, onto, onto the bigger, he had bigger fish to fry like like Jack Bauer. Oh, yeah. He yeah. fucking, oh, he didn't fry him. He just whacked him with his heads repeatedly until he didn't move anymore. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's kind of like, that's what I'm gonna. Yeah. That's gonna be Baxter's new bit. I'm just gonna headbutt people to death. <laughs> do, do you think Seth's mouth was headbutting people? It was biting them with poison. With poison. Yeah. Oh, I didn't forget. He's not, I know you didn't. Not, forget I probably still have some poison in my stream. To I, be honest. Yeah, he wasn't bashing people, but but anyways, moving on. We got a couple topics here that that uh, listeners wanted us to talk about in terms of story development. The Hag, Granny Addy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Granny Addy. I miss her. <laughs> As a DM, and I think we're going to talk about this a little bit more later when we talk about what JNS has coming up for us in terms of new episode content. But as a DM, you always create characters, or at least for me, I create characters that I'm like, oh shit, I think that's really cool. And I've always loved the mentality of hags and kind of the culture of them because they're these magic users that don't cast magic in the way that other classes do. Kind of like how Tyson McKay is a little bit different with mana. The hags are like, you know, they'll heal themselves by shaking a bottle of wasps, releasing it into the air, and the wasps will like stitch up their wounds. You know what I mean? Like they don't cast a healing spell. And yeah. so Granny Addy being a grandmother hag, the most powerful of them, I mean, in a world like Norian, which is so corrupt and so devoid of civilization and, you know, construction and good, it's very easy for a hag to kind of take root like that. So I think her creation was was actually super cool going through that. And then you kind of, you, you play to the hag character, right? Which is like, I, I'll, I'll help you. My help isn't going to do what you wanted it to do in the first place, and I'm also going to charge you for it, right? So, yeah, yeah I give Tyson McKay the glasses because I tell them they're beneficial, but actually they fucking bite themselves into his eye sockets. He can't take them off without going blind, right? Like, that's it's a gift and a curse, right? And Which I think she, uh, she underestimated Tyson because <laughs> didn't take any damage, and... He likes the goggles, so I don't think they're ever going to come off anyway. <laughs> no, that's, I have that's anything to do with it. Yeah, that's fine. I mean, that's, it's cool. I mean, that's the thing is some some player characters are going to like Rogar Ragnak. They're going to hate her yeah. her price and hate what she puts them through. And others, even though she tries to, you know, diminish them, make them feel shitty. You're just going to walk away being like, fuck, I got new glasses. Yeah, they'll rip my <laughs> eyes out, but I'm never taking them off. So jokes <laughs> on you, Granny. How do you like? <laughs> So it's harder, it's harder for a hag to phase a chaotic or an evil character, right? Not that yeah. Tyson's chaotic or evil. Uh, he's, he's, chaotic. he's chaotic neutral. He's not evil, but she had a really easy time phasing the bright Lord, right? Having him do something which isn't lawful, which isn't good and saying like, I'll only help you if you do this thing, which is like abhorrent, right? Like he fucking wasn't about it at all. Yeah. yeah it was really hard for me. Yeah. <laughs> we know. <laughs> Probably one of the toughest decisions. Dark, dark time for Rogar, for yeah. sure. Is, is that why you were crying at night when I smeared the cheese? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, we're moving on to we're moving on to Arda, the lizard folk female. Oh, the, now we get to see girl. you cry. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Arda, pod, Arda was I'm an interesting sorry. character to create as well. She she kind of gives that empathy. She gives that that reason to partake at all right? Nah, um, not for me. Not, okay. <laughs> okay. Well, not for you, but, but Arda represents, you know, the lizard folk as a whole, because she's really the only one that you consistently interact with. And you can kind of see that she's good. She, the, the lizard folk people mind their own business. They're not really about 
any of the things that, you know, the humans are about or that the, the, the mice folk are about or that, you know, uh, the bright lords about, they just want to be left alone. But now they're faced with this really dangerous situation. And Arda kind of, her character was there to embody that, right? Mm-hmm. Of course, yeah. the, the love triangle that ensued was, I couldn't have even written that. Magical. The, yeah, the the best things you can never write on your own, they just kind of happen. <laughs> I had no idea that the mouse was going to be like, hot damn, that's a fine lizard ass, man. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> and then the Braylord, you know, just being good and trying to save her people, she... I think she liked that. She appreciated it. Yeah. It also helped that she lost her memory of you. <laughs> I think that's when Baxter started going downhill, actually. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> that's when his spiral started. Yeah, it's when you you lost that last that last connection. The lifeline to the mass of the ship was gone. And you just <laughs> didn't fucking care if the ship went down anymore. Anger is how I cope. You know? <laughs> I thought it was cheese. <laughs> Oh, and cheese, <laughs> but you can't always have cheese. So what? You can't always have cheese. You can always have cheese, man. Yeah, yeah. especially if you have. No one can stop you. Well, this is good to know. Watch out, season two. Fievel's <laughs> uh, <laughs> gonna gain twenty pounds. That's how he'll cope with Arda in season oh, two. Just like I can you jump on myself and I'll be able to bounce, just oh. like Jack Bauer. Oh my god! <laughs> Roll me. <laughs> but yeah. uh Moving on from Arda, kind of the antithesis, the, the, the exact polar opposite of Arda is, is kind of Lothian, right? Uh, Luth, I think you mean? Uh, <laughs> Luth was the good guy. No, as, no. As always. And as always, you're always going to hate the character named Luth. <laughs> this is the thing is, I think people don't get why you hate him so much. Um, Tyson McKay, or should I say, this doesn't even come down to Tyson McKay. This is fucking, <laughs> this is just Josh. Hate, there was a character named Luth in the past seasons of D&D before the pod. And for some reason, that really good character just, like, just, it creates vitriol. You just hate him. No, no. It's because there was one battle when we were fighting, and this Luth character, he attacked, and he rolled a one, and he stabbed me in the back and put me down, I think it was. Yeah. Yeah, but that happens, you know? Like, get over it. I think that was my first time being backstabbed, like, having another player hurt me. Mm. And I was like... As he whispered in his ear, he's like, want it deeper? (laughs) (laughs) No, no, but I mean, talking about actual backstabbing here, like Lothian is an actual backstabber. Like he's, yeah, yeah. he's guy's slime. Yeah. Yeah. How'd you guys feel about him? Because I think he probably could have handled it better. Like you didn't know he was a bad guy for until the two episodes before the finale. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, To be fair, actually, that was uh, a plot twist. I didn't see coming. Yeah. Um, Same here. It's disappointed that the group didn't tell me. <laughs> Do you think you deserve to be told? We could have stabbed him. Not even deserved. I could have think- shanked a hoe before we went into that temple. And then we would have gone in. And then there would have been no sacrifice in the bowl. Ooh. I would have been able to pee in it. And everything would have <laughs> fell into place. <laughs> I don't oh, know God. if peeing in that bowl would have had the effect that you think it, it would have had. But moving on from, from yeah, Lothian. Well, we, wait, wait, hang on, hang on. I think we could have handled it better, though. We definitely didn't. We could have uh, took him like prisoner. Well, to be sure. fair, I signed Woody to watch him, and then they didn't really do a good yeah, job. Yeah, he just fucked up. Well, to be fair, there was that. There was kind of that open forested area without trees leading up to the pyramid. So, like the woodwood has a hard time hiding in that. And then yeah. you guys are right at the edge of the pyramid. You know, the woodwood's still trying to like sneak up behind because you know he was like, "I'll be in the shadows waiting." But what you guys didn't really foresee is there's no fucking shadows around this pyramid, so the woodwood couldn't just <laughs> sneak up behind him and bonk him on the head like he would have in the yeah. forest if he had made made his move there. He had just he was still he was like forty feet away at that point, just trying to get closer to you guys without being seen. So, so that was kind of where that fell apart. But that I mean, through no fault of your own. Yeah, because there's there's no way I could have gone like, okay, Bray Lord, let's just kill him now, and then we start attacking him, and then Fievel's like. The fuck's going on? And, so, and then, yeah. and then Arda's like, the fuck's going you? on? And yeah. I don't know who he's going to attack. So <laughs> there's no point where I could just attack him without telling Fievel. Yeah. So I probably should have maybe told him, but... Would have been nice. I don't know. I think we could have kept him, like, prisoner or especially, something. Especially that episode, me and Fievel were fighting a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I think I won because you went through the... Like Fuck. The, the magical border first. I was hoping Jack Bauer would die so you wouldn't have that power to lift over me anywhere. <laughs> I would have found another. Uh, I would have killed it. <laughs> okay. So, so are we good to move on from, from Lothian on to the next? Yeah. Yeah? I think that was just the only thing. I, I would have played that differently, I think. Yeah. A real piece of shit. Yeah, Let's I really care on. that he died. But we did, yeah. we did talk a little bit about Woody, uh, the Wood Woad, for those interested in him. 
He's based on the Woodwode, which you can find in Volo's Guide to Monsters, uh, one of Dungeons and Dragons books, which has been released. And the Woodwode was kind of an interesting concept. Uh, you know, people often think that, you know, you see this like Woodwode is this magical creature, fae-like almost in terms of its characteristics and appearance. But what it actually is, is through a sacrifice, an individual, a humanoid, um, in this case, a lizard folk from many, many millennia ago, gave up his life to create an eternal protector that would always protect the map, the the mechanism by which you could find the Yonti temple. So Woody, as he is, you know, kind of cutely named, was actually a pretty pretty serious character. They don't really remember anything of their life before. They just, you know, they know that they have this ultimate goal, right? He was definitely one of my favorite characters. I mean, I bonded with him the most, I think. Well, it was really cool then, how you got him on your side. I mean, that was something with that role that you had. I, I, because I mean, he could have very easily said no, right? Like they only mm-hmm. really care about their task, which for him was like protecting the mechanism, protecting the the snake structure, the the ruins. But with that, because you rolled a nat 20 on that. I think so. Yeah, and so yeah. he was just yeah. like, yes, I will help you, because it was based on that goal, right? Um, so that was kind of cool. And I mean, that's where I find the where I can speak any language comes in handy as well. Yeah, um, absolutely. And it's come in handy more than once already. I don't know, I was kind of sad when he died. I would have definitely liked him to tag along, but... He's a pretty OP character. <laughs> yeah, he's he's yeah. pretty wildly powerful. I mean, his his club strikes are pretty impressive. I think it's like forty four plus four plus his clubs are magical, so they do an extra D four damage, Jeez. something something like that. And he does three of them, so he's yeah, doing a but, pretty overwhelming amount of damage. I mean, it made sense that that was that was the end of his quest, and he succeeded, and and it was his his time was over. It was time for him to move on. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's kind of the thing, right? Is you're like, I wish he could have, you know, joined us on more adventures. It's like, but for him, his his purpose, the reason for his existence is over. So yeah. he, so now that the Yonti threat has been eliminated, he is no longer required. The magic kind of ends, and in his last moments, he used whatever power he had left to to help out the team, right? Um, he didn't heal me. <laughs> yeah, he had kind of bigger heals to to worry about, so it wasn't it wasn't a bash. Or it wasn't a, it wasn't a <laughs> it wasn't anything personal. Felt yeah. like it was. He was drawn <laughs> by the romance between Fievo and Jack Bauer. We were holding hands. Noah painted a pretty good picture of what was going on there. I was just like ODing on poison, holding Jack Bauer's <laughs> hand, and he's there. Did you say you were gonna crawl inside him at one point? Uh, yeah, 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 I was going to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, I think if anything, he just sensed the most amount of unrest where <laughs> where they were and uh, tried to, to quell that. I think... That's a word for it. Also, I mean, you were the loudest. I think I've never heard a character in death scream as much as you did. So maybe he picked up on that vibe you were throwing out there. I'm not really sure, but... Shut this mouse up. <laughs> <laughs> but moving on from Woody to the pyramid, because I guess that yeah, was that was a question as well for story development. I had a question with that. So where did it come from? It just kind of like in the middle of the swamp and it just seemed like out of of place. I don't know. Army of Shreks built it. Oh. (laughs) The the Yonti are often known, and I mean, you can look up their their backgrounds in both the Monster Manual and Volo's Guide. The the Yonti are known for their impressive architecture. And I mean, Mm. at the base level of their, the whole philosophy behind them and what started them off was just that they didn't, care for the sentimentality and emotion aspect of being a human, right? They thought that that was holding them back in terms of science, in terms of philosophy, in terms of progress. And so architecture very much being one of those, they're known for their impressive structures. The structure stood for so long because it couldn't be seen or found, right? Yeah. I mean, you you don't really see it overarching over the swamp. You don't see it in the distance and no, no treasure hunter is going to be like, Oh yeah. You, you know, that temple that everyone like sees and is mysterious and is talking about, we should go there. Cause like, fuck, no one can see it. And the swamps are generally speaking a pretty inhospitable place. No one really wants to go there. So it was, I don't a, blame them. It was a long unused temple <laughs> from a long time ago. The thing is that Amu and his followers weren't actually from there. They were, mm-hmm. they had originated somewhere else. We'll leave that to the imagination of the players and the <laughs> listeners. And they use that because it, it held a pretty strategic advantage. I mean, it's it's out of the way. No one's really there. They also Close have, to Ryberry. Yeah, they have a week's ride to Ryberry. Uh, not really hard to get there. They also have the lizard folk, the bully wugs, 
hobgoblins nearby. They have everyone they need for slaves and for ritual sacrifice, right? So it held a really good place for them. So that's kind of why the pyramid was where it was, at least why they used that as their primary hideout. In terms of the construction and the layout of it, that's loosely based on Volo's Guide as well, because the pyramid temple structures are something that's pretty common in Yanti society. So I thought I would go go more on the books for that one than uh, than off it. The the collapsing scene is really fun. <laughs> yeah, you, that maybe. was that was somewhat interesting. <laughs> I think that uh, when I wrote it, I thought to myself like, oh yeah, like a little like a chase a chase scene, but not with something chasing them, just like a time limit, like a, something that's collapsing, <laughs> like getting it in like the whole Indiana Jones aspect. Listen, y'all, I'm an archeologist. Okay. That's what I went to school for. So I mentioned it eight times. Now on the <laughs> Indiana Jones is my fucking Bible. All right. And those movies are the scripture. And, uh, and I don't know when I had a chance to, to write something like that and then have you guys like running out of this scene, like very, very, Dr. Jones, Dr. Jones. That was fucking my bit, man. I was so happy about that. Like, yeah, it was exciting for me. It was terrifying for me because I could have easily died. Yeah, one more uh, one more structure collapse over top of you and you would have died on that turn when you planes walked. That that was that was a good move. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, without the dire wolves, I probably would have fallen behind quite fast i think we saw a bit of uh Fievel's humanity come back when he sent those wolves to get arda yeah she didn't even say thanks she didn't pet my she dire doesn't wolf. know who you are oh that's not even me <laughs> she didn't thank the wolf oh, she true. just hopped aboard and said thanks i yeah. mean there's a, there's other stuff going on i think yeah there's a bigger picture but i mean to be fair oh, Fievel, yeah. like you can pretty much say the same thing about any situation any character right like oh if tyson didn't have his magic abilities he wouldn't have gotten out of the pyramid or oh if you know you know, Rogar hadn't rolled a 20, he wouldn't have, you know, had such success getting out so quickly, right? But that being said, like, you know, there's always going to be situations where certain characteristics, certain feats lend themselves well to the situation, right? Not every mm-hmm. character is going to be super awesome at stealthily climbing into the mayor's house and slitting his throat at night while the guards are outside, right? But Rogar is the best at it. <laughs> <laughs> and the best at killing people. Yeah, yeah no, he's a baby killer. A baby kill? Oh, yeah, gosh. Don't yeah. mention it. <laughs> <laughs> two. Two babies. I know. Oh, one wasn't God. enough. He's like, yeah, I'll just take both. <clears throat> you know what? I had no choice. Two for one deal, please. And you lied to the mom's face. Yeah. No, I didn't. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Should take She's care She's the one that died on me too early. <laughs> we'll talk about the possibilities with uh, Rogar Ragnak and the twins and Granny Addie later on, I think, because that, that actually comes up in one of the topics. But we have some awesome questions from our listeners, friends, and uh, those of you guys who are kind enough to uh, to put some put some questions to us for this special episode after season one. Uh, so we can start off with that if you guys are down. I think we've kind of covered character and, and storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. there's no real order. Um, no, no, it's ordered best to worst. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> okay, okay. Ouch. No, know so, how bad you did. <laughs> and Luke's last. Luke's wow. last. Yeah. <laughs> <That's great>. <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna hate that. <laughs> All right. So from at D Tracy Martin, uh, she wants to know how long did it take you to come up with your campaign? And I added in, what is your process, Noah? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh. Great question. How long did it take for me to come up with it? That's actually a really hard question to answer because two years ago I wrote this campaign (laughs) and then we recorded, I think, what, four episodes of it? And then we didn't touch it for two years and I lost all the shit on it. And, (laughs) and and then I wrote it again and it probably took me a salt. Like, I mean, and this is kind of the thing that is more so related to the DM podcast. And I think we'll talk about it then, but, um, the way that I write, I don't write a story from start to finish. I think as much as I write it segment by segment. And while the story definitely, like, I have an idea of how it's going to end under ideal circumstances, what you kind of have to realize is players are never going to play the way that you always want them to. You what know. are you talking about? We play by the book. <laughs> There's nothing by the book about this campaign. <laughs> but, uh,. And so what you have to kind of do is you have to think about all the possibilities. You know, yeah, I I would say that I typically write a start, middle, and end, but in between there, you know, there's a lot of leeway, and it really depends on which NPCs the characters gravitate to. So to answer your question, I mean, I it took me, a, I would say, about two weeks to flesh it out and write it, and then you kind of have to think periodically as episodes go by, as sessions go by. I'm writing more and more and filling in 
you know, more and more based on where they go. There was a lot yeah. written for them to further explore the Bullywug society, but because they didn't do that, I fleshed out other areas prior to gameplay. As far as the process goes, um, I think it's pretty, I mean, everyone's different. My process is uh, just to, to set the time aside. I love doing it, so it makes it really easy. But what I like to do is I like to, you know, get my headphones on, listen to some some pretty chill beats, and then just start scoping for whatever it is that I find interesting. I'll, I'll flip through the DM handbook really only when I'm trying to, like if I'm having a hard time with, for example, like what a villain's bit is going to be, you know, because mm. the DM handbook's a really good tool for that. Say a, a villain is, you know, attacking a town, but he's not attacking in the regular way. He's like attacking their crops, right? That's not really something that you would think first when you think, you know, the villain of a whole campaign, but that can be it, right? Yeah. Um, so I kind of, I sit down, listen to my beats. I mean, pick your poison, right? Uh, you know, for me, it's a nice, nice bottle of Jack and you just start writing <laughs> away and, you know, using whatever resources you got going on, right? I mean, if you like I mean, just to name a few, the Forgotten Realms wiki, super awesome. D&D wiki, super awesome. Monster Manual, Volo's Guide, Xanathar's Guide to Everything. If you're, you know, at a point where it's like, oh, I just don't know where I want to go with this next, I'll just research classes, races, backgrounds, and different things that are in the actual canon, and then, you know, piece together something that I think is really cool. Because that's what it's all about for me, at least, is always just finding something that I would want to play creating something that I would think would be cool. Good, yeah. good answer. Yeah, thanks. So, yeah. so that the was answer off the top, is uh, by the way, two so. and a half years. <laughs> takes him two and a half years to write it, I Two guess. and a half years, yeah. That was the, <laughs> fucking the... Okay, I mean, I don't want to keep talking as much, but that being said, that was probably the hardest thing about this campaign was that <laughs> I think as a DM, you evolve over time. The more you play and the more campaigns you do, and I think I'm a way better DM now than I was two years ago. And Disagree. so. <laughs> yeah, you got away with more shit back then because I didn't know as much. That's different than not being good. But so, you know, having to reconcile that, having to like, because when Josh was like, I want to release these episodes. And I was like, dude, I really don't know what the fuck's going to happen in there because I have no idea because I used to be on pen and paper. And I, you know, then having to pick up from where I left off and fill that in with what I do now, that was probably the most challenging thing. But yeah, yeah, great question. Uh, D. Tracy Martin. Love it. So another question on D. Tracy Martin. Uh, this is directed at Tyson. So she's asking, what is Tyson's outlook on life now that he's been to hell and back? Oh, the I've nine hells. been to hell and back. Is it nine hells? Seven hells. I forget. Nine Six. hells. To be honest, Tyson was only there for like five minutes. He's a pretty positive guy, mostly. <laughs> so... <laughs> I I don't know that it affected him mentally that much. Uh, yeah, because I mean, it's kind of it was kind of funny I, looking back. Like I was editing the podcast, and I was like, "This astral plane kind of thing is it's basically heaven. Like it's a nice, calm, soothing area, and then straight to hell right there <laughs> after." Like, <laughs> like, have, uh, like so Tyson basically went from heaven to hell. There's a lot of religious to overtones in this podcast. I didn't realize, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like aside I, from the obvious ones that I made, but I wouldn't say religious over it so much as, you know, like it's, it's all about the, the environment and the context. The astral plane is, the astral plane isn't heaven so much as no. it is an absence of anything at all, really. It's just, you're adrift. Like it's just, yeah. if anything, it's more like limbo than heaven, I would say. But, but yeah, it was definitely a huge shift from like super easygoing to super <laughs> hardcore almost instantaneously yeah, when you said like, i i get in it i was like really fuck can't you just look at it and admire how pretty it is and then go back but no you want to it's do like you it, don't so. know tyson at all yeah <laughs> so yeah i i think it was funny because when i was in the astral plane i was like oh i could stay here for a while like they can finish the boss fight and i'll come back and then fuck i gotta get out of here <laughs> i'm gonna die <laughs> I could see Tyson returning back to hell. It'd be funny. Well, I think it's definitely giving you a little bit more competence, maybe a little bit more confidence in your planeswalking ability. Well, they're uh, starting to explore that more. Yeah, that's why. I mean, it's new for me, but if I was to step into character right now, like Tyson's not really sure of that power. Like, and now, actually, this kind of ties into the question. I think now that he can see where the extremes are, I think it probably scares him a bit more. <laughs> like, oh, really? Like he's like, oh, I could go to the heaven or i could go to hell like i mean there is telling where to go but i think i'm gonna continue to play with the randomness for a little bit because mm. uh, it, it's fun i like to play the randomness and tyson's kind of a random guy so yeah i think that might might answer your question i don't know 
Cool, no. cool. I hope so. No, <laughs> sorry, Seth. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another question from Ben on our uh, Facebook page. Where did you go to get all your homebrew classes, races, and etc.? Um, I guess that's more you, Noah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, you guys. I mean, the D and D wiki. So many cool players and DMs have put up their stuff there. It's kind of cross-checked if that's the word that you want to use and, and you know critiqued and people reference it the subreddits D are awesome just because uh you know there's a community that's pretty active there you know monster a day is really cool and stuff like that so people you know post their really cool ideas with their their art and their their stats and then people are like whoa i think that's a little bit too crazy or hey man you got to beef that up a little bit if you're gonna be going for this vibe so yeah to answer that is D wiki for sure i think that's where we got most yeah, of ours i think Planeswalker was actually a Tumblr post that we got it from. But it all it all uh, stems from from the subreddit. It all stems from Reddit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But no, don't forget our about our Pinterest. I, like a lot of people see that app on my phone, they're like, "Man, why do you have Pinterest? Pinterest <laughs> is for girls." I'm like, "Shut up! It's 2018." <laughs> <laughs> this was yesterday. But, uh, but like, it's so cool. Like me, me and Noah, we share a like Pinterest thing and we save all these things that are like D and D related. And there's some like really cool shit, especially if you're looking to do like a Halloween special or a Christmas special or like Easter special. There's just like a ravaged fucking Santa. <laughs> yeah. Just like, and then it has all the stats and everything. It's perfect. It's fucking so ready to go. Looking, yeah, no, exactly. Like, I mean, there's no zombie dragon in any of D and D's handbooks that they've released but you know my guys are going into an ancient dwarven temple to a, a dragon graveyard tonight when we play and so watch out that, that, like, <laughs> <laughs> too bad this won't be released by then they're gonna have you know, <laughs> what a <laughs> the thing that is funny though but yeah so i mean that's an awesome resource as well i mean we have some pretty you know we have a lot of really cool stuff on there actually that's where i go for whenever i'm in a bind and i'm like i need something quick within 30 seconds i can always find it on there yeah so a couple couple cool. good questions thanks ben I'll, I'll ask one uh i'll ask one here this is from at puddle underscore 88 says fiev this is question i relate to it on a fucking it's a, it's a comment i think yeah. i relate to it on a level um <laughs> fievel dealing with jack bauer's death in his own is killing me and i i, I fucking agree at puddle <laughs> underscore 88 it's fucking killing me too man you, i think you he meant he meant killing him as in it was killing him like ha ha this yeah. is funny oh oh <laughs> then no, we're no, on I different pages on it's, it's legitimately <laughs> killing me <laughs> i'm with you you heard me what's funny about that is that a lot of people listen to it and they're like man is that like scripted no i'm <laughs> like all everything all the shit we say is just it's improv you ever watch Whose Line Is It Anyway? Yeah, we're better. Yeah. <laughs> I can't fucking let that comment stand. That's, no, that show is fucking gold. I'm sorry yeah, to anyone yeah. out there for Tyson's comment. That was fucking uncalled for. <laughs> uh, I'm not Tyson right now. This Josh's is just my, comment. This is my personality. I'm sorry, everyone. <laughs> yeah, so people are just like, yeah, is it scripted and stuff? No, it's not. We just we pull shit out of our ass and talk and that's just what happens and literally i mean yeah to be fair your death scene was pretty emo- it was it was high high emotional situation man you were it was very tense <laughs> yeah, it was which, uh later on uh at lucky luke asked why is justin having such a hard time going down i told him it's because i'm a whole two feet like off the ground so that fall was just huge for me <laughs> <laughs> I hope that answers your question. <laughs> Don't ask me stupid questions. Quit avoiding the question. <laughs> yeah, no. Can you give us a little bit of, of insight, yeah. if you will, into your character? I've never seen you that enraged in, in D&D, and we played for three years together. Well, yeah. the, the funny thing was... And that, I couldn't tell whether it was real or character or oh, it was a real. bit of both. <laughs> it was real. I Like, I apologized to Noah afterwards. Shit, man. Like, I, I don't know what came through me. Like, I just, like, <laughs> let out this shit storm, and you took it. I'm glad you were laughing because oh, like, we were all dying. Otherwise, <laughs> like I, if you guys just like stood there in shock, I just would have been like, and uh, yeah, that's my turn, and I would have just like, rubbed it <laughs> off my shoulder. No, I was but, having a blast with it. I thought it was super funny. But I guess I'm not overall, even like in person, I'm not like an angry person. So like playing like I video disagree. games and playing D and D allows me to get out all this anger. I guess so. I don't know when something bad happens. Uh, yeah, well, it's a personal thing, and I'm. Just <laughs> like hey fuck off 
<laughs> picking on Fievel, you know? Like, which which is the funny thing, because I'd already been down since the beginning of that fight, and he's like, are you picking on me? Well, I'm down. <laughs> and, and Sam's getting attacked, too. Like I'm literally in its mouth, dying. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just a, a rough scene, and like the dice were just horrible to me. I had one I 19 to hop on the bowl, and then when I actually wanted it to count, I wrote like a four, and I couldn't piss in the bowl. I'm like, fuck, well, like, come on. And then, yeah, from like the rest of the night, just fives and sevens and nines and elevens. And it just like wasn't enough to do anything. And I, I guess that build up of failure, I was just like, fuck, something's going to happen here. He embodied the Baxter. Yeah. When <laughs> yeah. the dice aren't on your side, it's hard. It's a hard, yeah. it's a hard game. Yes. And Seth was like plus eight to hit. So he was hitting almost everything. Like, uh, for me, I had, I have a 10 AC because I don't have any armor. So he would have to roll under a two, like a one, like a nat one for not to hit me. <laughs> so, which is why I ran as soon as I could get up. I was like, to the rock. <laughs> yeah. I feel like that was kind of my reasoning for not picking you up because I was like, he would have a turn and then if one of those heads targeted him, he would just go right back down. My heels aren't enough to bring you back so you can take two rounds of hits like yeah. it would just be like a temporary like oh hey i'm up Woo-hoo! and then you just get mauled by <laughs> just an extra body bag exactly just yeah. pile them on i already <laughs> took that job so it's okay yeah i hope that kind of like justin slash yeah <laughs> and the funny thing of that was none of us were stopping him because i mean noah was laughing and I was in tears and Sav was laughing, so none of us could control him, so he just kind of went on this rant, <laughs> and none of us were <laughs> going to do anything to stop him. By the time we got control of ourselves, he'd said enough personal things to Noah that Noah was just like, you know what, fuck you, you're, you're going down right now. <laughs> well, to be fair, what I did wasn't so much retaliation. I mean, Seth's mouth had, had at that point seven heads. It was going to attack a myriad of people. It wasn't. It wasn't against... Fievel per se, but I mean, yeah, now that Fievel was there, yeah, I'm going to divert one of those heads and hit him because like, <laughs> I'm not going to, well, you can't not hit him after that because then it seems like, you know, I'm taking it easy on him. So, you know, I just had to keep playing the game the way you play the game, but it was, it was I still thought it was super funny. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully that kind of answers uh, both Luke's and uh, Puddle 88's uh, question there. Yeah. Actually, comment. Puddle's got a bunch about you. So let's, let's just dive into all these. Okay. So, yeah. so the next few are from at Puddle eight, underscore 88. He kind of comments, we talked about this a little bit. He's like, I love the way Fievel has gone from somewhat sensible. He put that in quotes because, yeah, that's, I don't think he was sensible by any means. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was somewhat. Uh, okay. Yeah. Kind of. <laughs> like he had a quest. He, he helped Arda and the lizard folks. So he was, yeah, okay. I'll give him that. Uh, I gave up love so that she can live. That's true. Yeah. It's pretty big. He said, I love the way Fiala has gone from somewhat sensible in episode one to Baxter, bringer of chaos, leaving Rogar to be the voice of reason. <laughs> <laughs> which is scary to think that Sab is our voice of reason <laughs> hey so far so good so uh, I mean, his player character is definitely a voice of reason you know Sab as a human being I wouldn't say is you know, the most <laughs> reason oriented guy I've met but I mean he's playing the playing hey, the character really well he's the one that says Ocho to every time <laughs> so yeah so we kind of talked about that and then I think there was that time when after the whole freak out the whole we freak like, out episode as we'll call yeah. it from now on <laughs> We we were at like, do you guys want Justin to make a new character or to stay with Fievel? And uh, at Puddle eighty eight says, hundred percent Fievel has to stay. Who else is going to PvP with Fireman? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know <laughs> if it's a good thing that we fight a lot. It's funny, but it's I definitely not should, helping the team. You know, the word PvP though, it's got me got me thinking here. We should uh, we should think about doing Coliseum matches, like very special, you know, end of season or mid season episodes where it's like just the Coliseum, <laughs> two players, three players going in, betting some coin, betting some magical items. It's a it's a hoot, man. I mean, the the man, tension is high. Sick. Yeah, tension's high already. <laughs> <laughs> well, hopefully they're a little lower now that season one is is done. But yeah, so, I mean, so, I uh, like Fievel. I think he has to stay. I think so too. I mean, unless one of us die, I think. Or has some other more pressing task to go take care of in the in the world. I think we're all gonna kind of stay together. I mean, we're we almost died together, so we might as well stay together, right? You're kind of the only okay. family you guys have. Uh, actually, I just joined the Knights of the New Moon, so well, I, actually, so, literally, it's a conditional yeah, offer. Okay, yeah, he said we have a lot to talk about. He didn't say <laughs> yeah. you were in. 
<laughs> he, he didn't bring I'm out in. the fucking paddle and start spanking you. What if Tyson <laughs> Welcome gets to the brotherhood. Yeah, like, so where are you from? Oh, North Ridge. Oh, yeah. Time to start hazing. <laughs> Let's hazing go Alpha Centauri. <laughs> <laughs> Or be like a 300 thing. Show me, show me how you lift your shield and it won't be high enough. And he's like, I'm sorry, bud. Oh gosh, that character in that movie. Uh, here's a really good question. Cause Josh and I were just talking about this. Cause I'm literally never up to date with how things are going on the, on the, on the other side, aside from being a DM. But, uh, what is the website where you sell your merch? Says, uh, ask Dave from our Facebook page. So thanks, Dave, for bringing that yeah. up because literally I had no idea before today either. So, and, <laughs> actually, I think when Dave asked to, uh, we were still on the old uh, site where we were selling from. So we were on T Public. And, and I mean, not to reveal too much of the behind the scenes, but we couldn't set our own prices there, I guess. Hmm. So, with were- Teespr- anyway, with Teespring, we, we, we can set our own prices. Uh, so we can set them a lot lower than they were and make more than we did. If you go to teespring.com slash stores slash DiceyD20 store, uh, I'll put the link in the description and then on our website as well. You can go there. They've got the Fievel shirts up, which are super cool. The Fievel Provoke shirts. The Fievel um, Provoke shirts are sick. I think lower prices will be awesome for everyone because, I mean, yeah, I've got friends who are like, I want a Fievel shirt. And I was like, dude, just wait for the new site. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <Way> uh, better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, so we got the Fievel and then the Dice D20 logo. And actually, I've got someone working on a Tyson shirt that may come out within February, probably, mm. I'd predict. So look out for that. And just as a bonus for everyone listening to the uh, Insight Check podcast right now, for one week after this is released, we'll have uh, a promo code Insight. Uh, so if you type insight into the promo code, you get $3 off. That's crazy. Wow. Lower yeah. prices already and $3 off. Man, I get me some what? shirts. <laughs> God damn it, no. <laughs> Just saying, well, I ordered the, the Fievel Provoked, but like in like a gym tee. So like I'm just going to get, you know, start working out and people like Sab, you, you just bought like a Spider-Man one. And you say like people comment a lot and like yeah, it's I, nice I have some like Star Wars ones and the odd guy will be like, yeah, nice shirt, bro. And I'm like, okay, go back to juicing, bud. Fuck off. <laughs> oh, gosh. Do we really so want to understand when the they look at his shirt? Yeah. Yeah. So be like, like, oh, he's Jesus, provoked. Yeah. <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for the question, Dave. We'll link the store somewhere, uh, definitely on our page, and then in the bio probably as well. The Tee Public store is still up, so you can still buy them there if you want to, but they're more expensive, so I'd um, recommend rough. Not. Yeah, just, just wait it out. It'll be <laughs> worth it. Oh, so here's an interesting question. How many characters actually know Baxter's name? This is from Sam from our Facebook page. Well, Sam, I believe no one knows Baxter's name. I haven't even like mentioned it, Jack Bauer, or anything like that. Like, I, I'm not like, hey, this is my name. This is what you can refer me as. Maybe he caught really on. Talk, right? Well, he caught on when Arda knew my name, and we were like fighting the Shambling Mounds. I'm sure it's kind of, well. I doubt it's stored in his memory bank. He probably just like <laughs> got rid of that immediately. He was like, oh, giant bugs, yeah, and then things escaped his mind. But like characters, well, yeah, Arda so. Knew. Right, she did know, but now but she no then, longer knows. So I exactly. mean, like, we're back to zero again. <laughs> yeah, back to zero. So right. the plan is to keep it that way, but uh, who knows? Are maybe. you just killing off Fievel and bringing Baxter in? Maybe. I mean, it doesn't. You know what? For all it's worth, it doesn't really matter if we don't know his real name, right? Yeah. If anything, we're gonna be more mad that you lied to yeah, us. Yeah. If you tell us the truth. Not that your character would know that, but... Just kidding, guys. My name's Fievel. I'll um, just say my middle name is Baxter. <laughs> what if we What if we go to Ryberry and uh, and they're like, oh, is that Fievel the, the killer? <laughs> <laughs> is that the murderer? I'll just be like, I want to know more about this Fievel guy. <laughs> <laughs> They'll be like, no, I think it's you. <laughs> what? <laughs> I thought that was a funny question, so I added in. Also... Sam has another question for Sab. <laughs> he asks, uh, has Sab ever considered voice acting? You know what? In the past couple of years, it's, it's come to my intentions. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I could see you on the Emoji movie, man. Yeah. You could but be like... Just wait, no, is he being sarcastic back. or is he being serious? I think Sab's voice is great. <laughs> Thanks. Why'd you laugh after that? <laughs> <laughs> so Sam also wants me to ask Noah some really personal questions. Some really personal questions. Who the fuck is this? (laughs) uh, So, uh, Noah, gotta ask, Pepsi or Coke? (laughs) (laughs) That's not a personal question, and everyone knows the answer. I 
I actually, yeah, no, I don't want to answer that. Ask me something yeah. fucking real. I say Coca-Cola. Okay, the question wasn't for you, and... Yeah, uh, no, your question was the last question, so... Wait, he just wants... Oh, I see that in... He just wants you to ask me some really personal questions. Yeah. I don't know. Do it. Ask me something. Ask me anything. What's your greatest fear? My greatest fear... Is it this podcast oh, this failing? I'm not, a, I'm not a fan of spiders, but they're usually pretty small. I don't live in a place where spiders are big, so... Not the one I don't really know you. if I'd say that's, like, a rational fear. I, you know, I don't know. I feel like... I feel like that's probably it. Just spiders. You yeah. took your virginity. I don't know if I want to say it. I mean, that's personal. That's good. It was my first girlfriend. I was a late bloomer, but I don't want to really talk about it too much. That's, we went from within my realm of okay to like, I don't know about that. I mean, there's no chance she'd ever hear this because she's not into this kind of thing. But uh, And that's why the whole thing fell apart was just differences of opinion. And that's okay because that happens. And it was a mutual okay. breakup too. Okay, so for right. anyone who says right. that I was the one who broke that way, it's fucking bullshit. <laughs> Next question. <laughs> okay, Sam, I hope that was personal enough for you. <laughs> better be I'm uh, fucking in tears right now. <laughs> so here's a question that I added in afterwards. So Greg from our Facebook page asks, back in episode one, that hobgoblin named Greg, is he good on the inside? <laughs> he asks... Uh, I think I literally just watched a YouTube video about this today. It was like, it's this guy who does comments, commentary on Lord of the Rings stuff. And it's like, can orcs ever be good? I mean, yeah. Cause like they're, I don't know. Like he the point that that guy made, which is pretty cool. I don't know why I'm talking about it so much, but like that is that there <laughs> are elves that are bad, right? Even though elves are typically yeah. speaking good. So like, was Greg good? No, but could a hobgoblin be good? Sure. Greg was a piece of shit. The guy was, the guy was running with a slave group. Like a guy, like the guy literally just like rips people from their homes, kills their loved ones, and then sells them for coin. No, Greg's yeah. a, Greg's a scumbag Steve. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah, um, I hate the guy. <laughs> so, uh, so we're going to go with no, he wasn't good, Greg. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, no, don't be sorry. It's just his nature. You can't help it. Yeah. He also asked me why I named him Greg. And uh, as most of the nicknames in this pod, nothing makes sense. We just say stuff. And uh, I think that was one of those times, you know, <laughs> I because just said, we, we miss you, Greg. And yeah. involving you in this pod is just helping us, you know, keep a little piece of you, even though you're so far away. Well, he's fucking dead. <laughs> no, he's not far oh, away. The bully so that, killed the hobgoblins. <laughs> oh, no, I was, I was talking like real Greg. Uh, yeah, this is the Greg from our Facebook page. I thought you were talking about like, oh yeah, that just knowing that that hobgoblin's out there somewhere doing his thing. Like, oh, hobgoblin. <laughs> no, that's why I thought it was funny because Greg was asking if Greg was good. Was, uh, uh, good, good. I get the bit now. <laughs> so moving on to our last few questions and kind of our next segment. Is there a potential to be a mini series about the nine realms of hell and Tyson or Rogar and the twin hags or any other kind of mini series? And for sure there is. Yeah, absolutely. Uh been talking about this behind the scenes, but we're starting a Patreon for Dicey D20 up. Uh, we're going to do it actually on the pod right now. So I can start that right now, actually. Are we doing it mid-pod? Yeah, That's I sick. thought that'd be super fun. That's so cool. we're going to launch it there. We're uh, launched? Is the launch and live? And congratulations. Woo! So with our Patreon, and you guys don't have to donate, but if you can, that'd be super appreciated. It just allows us to, you know do more things with this podcast and, you know, expand a little bit into more content pieces, uh, perhaps. Yeah, Cause I mean, right now we're putting out, you know, one episode a week with the Patreon. I mean, we could, and this kind of, this is why this comment kind of, uh, was a really good segue into it. Like, I mean, side episodes and stuff like that. You know, we're talking about like down, like downtime in D and D where a player can actually go off on his own, explore a part of the world, like maybe Tyson in the nine hells, or maybe, uh, you know, our Rogar Ragnak and saving the babies that he promised to, or Fievel maybe going off on his own, doing something like that. Like that's some extra content that could easily happen for sure. Yeah. Which is, uh, one of our first stretch goals is, uh, is yeah, a three to six episode miniseries. We're not sure how long it would take. It would contain one of the main characters, potentially two, depending on what the quest ends up being. And we'll do like a side quest kind of thing. Like, yeah, so Tyson the, in the Nine Realms of Hell, whatever, Fievel pawning cheese off to orphans, whatever it happens to be. <laughs> so, <laughs> Fievel um, starts a cheese fucking empire. <laughs> he invents Gouda. The cheese empire. Oh, yeah. 
we kind of go over the tiers here if we wanted to. So tier one, you know, you donate a dollar. Super appreciated. Every every little bit counts. That's so, like a McDick's coffee. That's not bad. Yeah. 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 If you're in so the that's States, doable. that's like that's like eighty cents Canadian. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Okay. <laughs> Thanks um, for the breakdown, loser. <laughs> so if you donate a dollar, you have a chance to have your name called out on the episode. We'll call a few names out per episode, and then we'll put your name on our website as well, just to kind of you know give a shout out to the people that support us and help us out. So if you do three dollars or more. Uh, you get the same as the previous tier. So name shout out, name on wall, and you get access to our mini series when we hit our stretch goal. So super cool. We'll kind of make that like a weekly just update, just like like a bonus. It's a bonus thing, right? Like the we're trying to hit that, and we'll we'll do it as a bonus. Uh, we can talk about potentially releasing it for everyone, but we'll give it to our patreons first for sure. And then if it's five dollars or more, uh, same thing. Access to the mini series, all that stuff, and. We thought it'd be super cool to give you guys PDFs of character sheets and NPC sheets and maps and other other fun lore-based things like monthly or however, bi-monthly, however we do it. We'll just send those off to you guys in PDF forms and that way you guys can see how the characters are made and what they contain and uh, if you wanted to use that character in your own campaign or create something off of it, right? Yeah, I've so. had boys in the past like take their characters, which they created in my campaigns with me, and then they use them as like the arch villains in their <laughs> own campaigns as DMs. Like Max has used uh, Sir Elgar the Well Endowed, this uh, Oathbreaker Paladin, as like the climax villain in so many of his episodes. It's so and fucking Sir Elgar always kills everyone and rips their dicks off. It's like I, I don't get the allure as a player, but as a DM, it's gold. Like. <laughs> So yeah, if you wanted to use uh, Baxter as like a mini boss or something like that, that'd be that'd be kind of yeah, funny. Yeah, that'd be pretty cool. Good um, luck. <laughs> Good luck. He'll yeah, turn mini, into the main mini boss. boss. Literally, like two feet tall, mouse <laughs> scurries Jack a lot. Jack Bauer beside him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you guys want to donate, super appreciate it. Uh, if not, I still appreciate you listening to the pod. You know, not as Help. much, but. <laughs> Jesus, you can't. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> uh, no, because listening helps bring uh, possible sponsors to the podcast, uh, sharing it with friends and stuff like that. Yeah, which is a really good uh, segue into this next little bit. I don't want to give away too much, but we do have a sponsor on the uh, on the docket coming up in season two. We're going to be talking a little bit about them, and they've been very gracious with us so far. So look forward to hearing all about that. And uh, yeah, just happy to bring it to you guys. If you wanted to go to Patreon. Search Dexity 20 podcast and donate if you can. Buy a shirt if you want. Whatever way you want to support us, we appreciate it. Except for Baxter, apparently. So <laughs> he doesn't yeah. appreciate us either. So yeah, yeah. don't it's feel left of, out. It's kind of a whore. You kind of have to buy his love, don't you? Like, yeah. <laughs> you got to take him out to a nice shrimp dinner and feed it to him. Mm, 9.99 shrimp bowls, man. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. Send them in the mail. I'm ready. Okay. No, don't don't send shrimp. them in the mail. Don't send the shrimp in the mail. <laughs> uh, we have uh, we have one more question, right? Uh, yeah. So this kind of ties into what we're going to talk about up next. So at Lucky Luke asks, uh, what is the premise going to be for season two? The premise. The premise. Okay, he wants, he wants me to tease. He wants me to, to give away two. the horses and the barn. God damn. Yeah. So tell us everything that's going to happen so we can plan for it and yeah. strategize. Yeah. Why don't I just do that? I'll give you map layouts for all the dungeons. I'll, oh, give, you, dungeons. I'll give you character sheets. I'll give you. I'll give you actual like you know play by play conversation starters for every single person to get exactly what <laughs> you want. Look, um, I'm not going to give away too many specifics, but season two is in the midst of being written. I think it's a really interesting season coming up for you guys. I think it's going to be really fun for the players to go through it, which by extension is going to be fun for all of us to listen to it, have a good time with it. I don't know if I want to give away anything else. I think I want it all to be a fucking surprise. I think it's going to be super fun. Get excited. Season two dropping soon uh, in stores near you. Yeah. We can kind of talk about like the timeline though. Like, so we no, talked no. about everything's hush gonna... hush right now, Josh. Everything's hush hush. Okay. We don't want. <laughs> the only thing I'll say is that there's going to be ale, there's going to be bitches, and there's going to be taverns. <laughs> That's all you need to know. 
Fuck you. you know, I create- like that a lot. Out of, out of game inspo point. Take it. You fucking earned it. Oh my Love god. Are we gonna earn inspiration? Hey, yes. out of game inspiration. <laughs> Dude, there's gonna be ale, there's gonna be bitches in taverns. We should get a shirt made like that. It's like fuck right, bitches get bitches or something like that. But yeah, so I mean as far as season two, a little bit more information, I guess, for uh, for timeline wise, because that was something that uh, Josh brought up. Typically what I like to do in between campaigns is I like to give players downtime to explore the world, which is why when you guys asked about mini series, I, my brain was like, boom, yeah, absolutely downtime, right? Uh, so that downtime could come in the form of six months, could come in the form of a year of in-game time. It's going to say not real lifetime, don't worry. Yeah, so <laughs> fee, yeah, no. So Fievel will be like a year older, you know, or six months older or whatever the case may be. And then and that's where the events that... will be on the ground. <laughs> Jesus. It already is. <laughs> and, yeah, you're scurrying everywhere. You're two feet off the ground. Your balls are absolutely touching when you're running on your belly, scurrying around. But uh, um, but has balls. <laughs> but that's the point. He's not a female mouse, anyways. Look, but that's we the don't point know. where season two. We don't know anything. You should do a perception check on me in season two. So are we doing prologues to come into season two then? Downtime to come into season two. So they're. I mean, they're. I mean, yeah, they're kind of. Our own kind of prologue. Okay. Are we going to be together or are they going to be... They might be a little bit bit individualized. I'm I'm curious to see what Tyson does. (laughs) I'm lost. Probably spending it with Arda. Not going to (laughs) lie. Probably trying to kill the Bright Lord. (laughs) (laughs) Found out a couple of babies. (laughs) In six months. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I don't know. I kind of like to look at it realistically, right? Like, is there a world-shattering, world-ending event every six months? Like, I'd like to think not, right? So, you know, like, there is time in between. We're going to take probably two weeks off in between season one and season two for the main quest. We're going to be recording a dungeon... Dungeon Master podcast, hopefully sometime next week, and then we'll release it hopefully the week after, depending on how that goes. This is all tentative. And then we're going to take a week off from that. So you're only going to be missing a week of content, I guess, technically. And then we'll be back into it with the main quest, which will be the... The downtime. Yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, so, so we're going to take a week off after the Dungeon Master podcast episode just to kind of record and get a couple episodes recorded and edited so that we can release with more consistency uh, as we missed a week last time, last week, last week, week before. We apologize for that, but hopefully this time off will give Noah a little bit time to write and give us a little bit more yeah, time to record. Your boy needs the cream, man. Your boy needs to write, this, write the episodes, you know? Yeah, I just, cream. Because last time he like, had two and a half years, now he has. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it took like me two and a half like, years <laughs> to write season one, y'all. Stay tuned for the next <laughs> season of Dungeon Dicey D20. In like yeah. a year and a half. But I just want to say thanks so much for everyone to listening to season one. I hope you guys are going to enjoy. Well, fuck. I, if you like season one, I know you'll enjoy season two even more. It's a blast so far. Just Hasn't been it out. shot yet. Hasn't been shot yet. But we could uh, everything. Yeah. Shout outs to everyone. <laughs> I'm going to pull a Bright Lord here. I just want to wish everyone a happy new year. <laughs> hey, don't steal my It's line. almost February. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I just want to say thanks to everyone. Um, whether it was morning, evening, noon, or night, it's been a pleasure bringing you guys this Insight episode. Yeah. Um, if you guys want to follow us uh, on Twitter, it's at uh, DiceyD20Pod. Justin controls that, and he posts the dankest memes ever. <laughs> the dankest uh, memes. He will show you the way. Um, <laughs> And uh, our Facebook page at Dicey D20, or is Dicey D20 Podcast as well, I think. Yeah. So if you want to follow us there, we post the latest episodes, memes, uh, sometimes give you a little bit of insight on what's happening behind the scenes, stuff like that. Well, we'll link the Patreon and Teespring too as well, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So cool. We'll do all. We'll do. We'll link all that in the bio. I just want to say thanks a bunch, and uh, we'll see you next time on the Dicey D20. Okay. Bye. <laughs> okay. Bye. <laughs> bye. I love you all. Oh my god. Uh.